welcome to the Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. My name is Noah Chung, and I'm one of the pastors here at Park, specifically within the Near South region. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast. And instead, we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you will join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Noah Chung. You know, Dan kicked us off yesterday with the book of Acts as we go through it for the next two weeks. And my task is to go through Acts 2, which I've titled God's Plan A. God's Plan A. And for many of you, you know that the chapter 2 of book the, of Acts is the coming of the Holy Spirit, our Pentecost, which um, interestingly was we celebrate or we remember usually this past uh, Sunday, uh, which was Pentecost Sunday. And The reason why I titled it God's Plan A is that what's amazing about Jesus' ministry in the the Gospels is that, and even throughout the entire scripture, redemptive history, is that the original plan of God was that, of course, he would send Jesus' only son to live, to teach, to to do miracles, and then to die and resurrect again for the sake of uh, for God's glory, but also for the sake of humanity so that we can be reconciled to God. But his plan was never for Jesus to stay on earth. It was never for Jesus to be the, the main um, presence or physical presence on earth and to carry out the ministry after resurrection. But what was more strategic and what was God's original plan was to leave, to go back to the Father so that he could, as we see in John 14 and John 16, send a comforter, send a helper for his followers. And the, the reason is because Jesus could only be in one place at one time. He couldn't be, even Jesus being in a physical body was confined to that, the natural physics of that. But what Jesus needed to see was something else in power, infuse, give fuel to the church. And a helpful way to think about it is that the church, which is, uh, we see in Acts, the early church being born, the church is the, the car that continues to um, to move throughout the, the pages of scripture in Acts. The church is that is it grows, it, it goes throughout the many different cities and, and countries to proclaim the gospel and to, to, to grow the church. But the fuel, the, 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 the fuel that it, it helps that move is the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit is the main character in Acts. The Holy Spirit determines much of what goes on. Um, and it's amazing. It's the Holy Spirit so integral into um, the life of Paul and how um, the early church started and how Paul's missionaries' journeys were shaped and even how Peter was um, given that revelation and meeting Cornelius. And we will go through that later throughout the days. But I have the task of showing you the importance of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit was God's plan A. And you know, what's really interesting, if we go um, to Acts chapter 2, when it says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is uh, an amazing event because this is where the Holy Spirit has now come upon the church where 
Um, Jesus promised a few verses later that they will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, and then they will be witnesses to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. God's plan A was to send the Holy Spirit for his followers so they could be activated and empowered to live and to be the church on mission in Jerusalem and as we see through our acts to the end of the earth. This was God's plan from the beginning. And, you know, it's kind of maybe a side note here, but also it kind of relates to this. You know, uh, personally, as we've all experienced uh, this past weekend and this past week, just the horrific events within our nation, um, uh, an event of just the atrocity and the evil and, and the murder of George Floyd, but also how that points to um, greater systemic racial injustices that we have seen throughout history and we still see in our society today. Um and the, the famous kind of uh, tagline that has come out about that, which George Floyd was, was saying was, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And, you know, for me, I've been really wrestling with what, what is it? What does that, what does that mean? And I, I've been listening to just different um, pastors and leaders speak on this. And one very well-known pastor in Chicago, Pastor Charlie Dates, who is the pastor of Progressive Baptist Church, in Chicago, um, his title of his sermon this past Sunday was I Can't Breathe. And what he does is he connects that the breath of a human being is a gift that God has given from the beginning of Adam. And he walks through how that breath is makes us all image bearers of God. And what's amazing is that in Acts 2, we are given uh, a second breath or even a second wind, which if you know um, Hebrew and Greek, the, the word breath are, I, I believe actually it's wind. The word wind and spirit are actually synonymous. They're the same word. Um, in Hebrew, it's ruha. And in, whole, in, in Greek, I'm forgetting. Uh, it's somebody probably knows it, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But the, the word for wind and, and breath and spirit are similar. And in Acts 2, we see the church get this second wind, this empowerment that as we see in the book of Acts, the spirit is what gives them power. First, we see um, the the first kind of power that it activates is the speaking in different languages, right? We see in this from verse 5 through verse 13, there's being multiple different languages. People are thinking they're drunk because, you know, how is this possible? But then those who are in Jerusalem, who are not from Jerusalem, were hearing uh, the the message of the gospel, the first time in their own language. And so we see the Spirit gives them power to speak in the language that communicates to different people throughout the entire world. And then we hear then Peter's amazing sermon to uh, the the people there. And of course, this is he, he references Joel 2, which is um, that the Spirit will be poured out on all flesh and the sons and daughters will prophesy and they will see visions and they will dream dreams and that everyone who then will come call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the amazing promise and mission that God has given to the church and the Holy Spirit is the fuel that is igniting that mission for the sake of Christ and for the sake of God and His glory. And what's amazing is that Peter is, is proclaiming this, and he's he's doing this not on his own accord. He's, he's doing this not by his own power. 
And um, what's amazing as I just kind of think about this and um, we see later throughout this, this chapter that throughout Peter's sermon and throughout um, the Holy Spirit working in the people there, that 3,000 souls were saved on that day. And then we see the famous Acts 2 passage about community and the church then begins to grow and thrive and it, 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 it gets on fire uh, by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, this is God's plan A. It was always to send His Holy Spirit to His people so that they can be activated to live on mission for God. And, you know, it's, it's really, um, it's hard, I think, for many of us as we think about what the church is doing now. Um, and I'm, and I, I think I'm guilty of this too, but uh, a tendency, especially in our American culture, is to rely upon the car, but not upon the gas that fuels the car. And if you kind of get what I'm saying here, it's, it's really the Holy Spirit is the only power that will enable the church to move forward. And we are guilty a lot of times in trusting our own power and trusting by our own programs, by our own um, amazing talents and abilities, trusting in our ability to gather people, our buildings, um, our sermons, our groups, our strategies, the list goes on. But what we see here is that the church never starts with human power. And throughout Acts, it never continues or grows with human power. But it grows by the activation and the movement and the empowerment of the Spirit. And I think for so many of us, um, even today, as I've just mentioned, that as so many people right now are wrestling with what do we do here amidst all the injustices, all the, the, the racism, all the violence, all the protests um, even now in this season of quarantine, like, what do we do? We can't gather on Sundays anymore for, for a while. And there's just so many qu- 